Hey, real quick, if you're a business owner that wants to stand out in the market and expand your custom base, I'd love to send you a copy of my free ebook. Visit our website at danielleclark.uk to get your copy now or follow the link in the show notes. Welcome to Build Better Brands. I'm Danielle Clark and this show is here to provide insights, techniques and strategies to help you establish a better brand with confidence and clarity. We're on a mission to help as many people as possible start and build stronger brands so they can create happier, healthier lives for themselves and those around them. Welcome to Build Better Brands. I'm your host, Danielle Clark, and today I am joined by James Roffey, also known as the Mental Health PT. And James is on a mission to change people's lives by improving their minds as well as their physiques. So welcome to the show, James. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Great to have you here. I want to obviously say, you know, thanks for coming on and, and looking forward to to having this chat with you. Now, for people that don't know, you're a personal trainer and online coach, and I mm-hmm. believe you started back in 2019. That's when I first came qualified. Yep. Okay. So a little while ago now, and since then you've been running your business and growing, growing the business and helping so many people, which is, is amazing. But I'd like to get right into the, the reason that you started, if, if that's okay, because yeah. that, that was the reason, uh, you know, I, I, I was like, we, we need to get James on the show because your story is so incredibly inspiring and i know you've shared it so you know could could you please share with us as to as to how you got started yeah obviously the the whole reason why i became a, a pt was really the, the 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 backstory of me is that i had uh, an eating disorder for for 10 years um so the first 18 months of it was uh, anorexia and then the remaining uh, like eight and a half years it went from anorexia to bulimia so it was like the restricting at the start and then it was the, the rebelling against the restriction to just fill out binging the food and then obviously the the guilt and shame of of eating uh, all this food all the foods that i like to demonize as bad foods as, as what i would binge on and then i would make myself sick and yeah i got into the the most toxic negative just self-destructive cycle that i could have possibly got to um at my at my at 21 when i was at my worst i was five and a half stone i was in hospital and my parents had to sign a, a like a do not resuscitate form um i was at such a high risk of going into cardiac arrest um my my kidneys were failing um i had like zero potassium and uh, phosphate levels in my body um and i didn't care i, I genuinely didn't care um it wasn't like i wanted I didn't want to be here anymore. I was just so attached to my eating disorder um, or the eating disorder. I don't want to say mine because it gives it gives it a meaning to me. But um, yeah, like a, 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 essentially this, it all started when <clears throat> going back even further. So it started when I was 17. Um, but from the age of seven, I, it was kind of mapped out that I was going to be a professional footballer. Um, like I, my dad was a goalkeeper. So I used to go and watch him play and then he spent all his time training me and I started playing when I was four and I was like, I was 
I was like five playing for like the under sevens and and whatnot. And then I got scouted by Charlton Athletic and uh, that was in the next 10 years of my life was, was going to training, playing games. I got to train with the, the England football team. Um, that was kind of like my little, the claim to fame, you know, when wow. you're in a room with, yeah, when yeah. you're in a room with nobody, it's like, t- tell us a story, tell us something about you that no one will ever know. It's just like, oh, I've, I've played football on the same pitch as David Beckham. Like, yeah. So, um, yeah, that was like, it was just um, like that. What you see in the, in the, well, like the David Beckham documentary recently, like you see it and it's just like, even watching that, it's like, it's an incredible story, completely different to me, but it's just like the, the early days of him training on the pitch is like, that was me. Like, and you just think, I wonder, wonder, I wonder, I wonder what, what could have <laughs> happened. Um, obviously, you can't, you can't live with regret, but no. obviously I got, I got let go at the age of 17 and my life kind of spiraled out of control after that. Um, mm. I felt, I felt like a failure. Um, I had to go back and I was the, I was the, I was the footballer of all my friends. And then it was just like, oh, he's not the footballer anymore. Like I kind of lost my not 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 an air of authority over people but but the thing that made me me i lost it um part of your identity I, yeah and i was i was never although i went to a grammar school i was never i was never academic i was the i was the sports guy i was the sports like popular guy um and i think after being let go i i lost it um mm. I, I i fell out of love with football i didn't think if i'm not good enough for Charlton, i'm not good enough for anyone i'll stop playing I put on a little bit of weight um, and I just, I think I lost myself. Um, I then didn't do very well in my first year of A-levels and my school, because it was a grammar school, they wouldn't allow you to reset the year. So I basically had to leave to carry on doing business studies. So that was within the space of like less than a year of, of leaving, having to be like my, my routine from football had gone, my routine from school had gone. I then started college and within a couple of months of starting college, my nan was diagnosed with cancer um, and she passed away within uh, three months. Um, And it was just like this, I'm going to be a footballer. I'm going to be able to look after everybody. I'm going to be able to look after my parents. My my parents have done very well for themselves, but it's like I can look after them and I'm going to do the one thing that I'm good at and it's going to be my job and I'm going to get paid for it. And then in the space of 18 months, I've gone from that to, not looking how I used to look before, not having the friends, like losing contact with my friends and my nan dying. And it was just like, how, how have I, how, how, how has my life gone from that to that, that quick? Um, and I think because I was a quite, a, I'm not gonna say I was quite a privileged, I was a privileged kid. Like my, my parents gave me anything I, I, I wanted. Like they taught me had like routines and discipline and behavior and stuff mm-hmm. but when it comes to like presents and and holidays and stuff like we always we always went away i always what do you want for your birthday yeah i got it what do you want for christmas i got it and it was the real first like time where things didn't go my way and i had no control and it was like what do i do i had no idea what to do i just felt like helpless um and I don't know why, I, even to this day, and even therapists don't know why. Like I, ha- I knew nobody in my family, in my social circle, even in the media. Like obviously, there was no mental health spoken about. We're talking nearly twenty years ago, mm. but there was none of none. Of, no one had an eating disorder. Like it was this very much like this taboo behind closed door subject. So I don't know what it was that made me start doing it, but I just started running. It was like. I was, and obviously, ultimately, the, the way that is, I was trying to run away from my problems. 
I couldn't do anything about my problem, so I was trying to run away. Mm. Um, and I, I attached this. It was like punishment. It was like punishment because I wasn't good enough. I would try and run and run and run. And it got to the point where I was running for like three or four hours a day, just running nowhere, just wow. running in big, in, in circles yeah. around around fields. And that then spiraled into I can't run any more than what I'm currently doing. I'm going to cut back on what I'm eating. And then it was just this, it just snowballed. Um, because I because I put on a little bit of weight from stopping football, when I did see my mates, which was like once in a blue moon, oh, mate, you're looking well. Like, and again, they didn't know what was going on in my head. Like, mm. and I, w- I was getting like positive reinforcement for something that was very divisive to me. And it was wow. almost like I was actively being encouraged by my peers. Mm. Um, so it's like, although I didn't take stock and I, I didn't even know what self-reflection was or I didn't actually go what am I doing here what is my reason for doing this I was just I'm doing it like no no thought behind it not thinking about the consequences and then when you've got your group of friends that for for so long you got validation and then I lost it and then I got it back again mm-hmm. it's like well if they're saying I'm looking well because I'm doing all this I've got to keep doing it and I've got to push even more and even more um and then it came to the point where that that I looked healthy and I'd got back to like a, I looked just like your your average like 17 18 year old I was I, I started to grow a little bit so I was tall I was lean um and then it started to I started to go downhill to the point where the comments used to be mate you need a McDonald's you get yourself a burger down here mm. and, it, and it was just like I'd I'd already I'd already got gone too far to really uh realize what I was doing and it become my life um I detached myself from my friends I stopped going out um I so see that that was then I had to redo a year from college so my friends went to uni a year before I finished my college um Mm -hmm. BTEC national diploma whatever it was so they all went off to uni and because for that year I didn't see them they all went off and I never I've lost contact um I lost contact with all my friends that I had from 11, which is quite sad, really. But it's no fault of their own. It was just the fact that, like, how many times do you message a person and not get a reply back where you just go, I ain't bothering. Mm. Like, he's not he's not interested. Like, they didn't know what was going on. Um, wow. And that's when it's – I don't think it's really spoken about a lot about the the isolation of with an eating disorder. Like, it is – it is so toxic it is literally it takes everything away from you it takes your friends it takes your family it takes your health it takes your job because you're too ill to work and the jobs that i did do i was always into sales and think about how high pressured sales are mm, very if high you, pressured if yeah. you're not if you're not good you don't last your probation yeah. and even if you are good if someone's better than you you still won't last your probation so it was like i'd do really well I wouldn't get my probation. I wouldn't pass probation. So I'd have to, I then I'd spend a couple of more months finding another job. And then three months in, I'd lose that job. And then a couple of more months. So it was this vicious cycle of constantly being told, you're not good enough. Mm. You're not good enough. And I probably would have been better had I not have been so fixated on food. Like to just to be able to concentrate, I'd fall asleep. I'd mm. fall asleep on my breaks because mm. I was just, I was mentally fatigued because I wasn't, I wasn't fueling myself. I had no routine. Um, I'd stay up all night binging on food and um, it was just uh, and obviously then it got to the point where I, I was too ill to work I was signed off by the doctors um, 
and then that's when it was like the last the last attachment to normality kind of went um so i I was at home 24 7 and that's when the real destructive cycle because i was i was like alone with me no one was there to check up on me and um like i said and that the the loneliness and the boredom and the and the isolation is an eating disorder's best friend it's literally one it's literally one then because it's it's got you Mm. um and you you just uh yeah you you just spiral down and down and down yeah and i can i mean thank you for sharing that i my heart goes out to you in terms of you know what you've been through but clearly there's been through all of that trauma and all of those challenges there's been a, a pivotal moment that's happened during your journey where you've you've realized this you know the power of physical fitness not just in transforming your body but your mental health as well so you know what was that pivotal moment you know what happened um i think the the the, the pivotal moment men it it was mentally it came before physically and i i I think it was i um i'd been in an eating disorder unit for six months um so i think it was about i was about 23 when i learned how to eat again um and it was like I don't think they still do it to the, like this day, but it was like in a in an eating disorder unit where you were you were fed, you were watered, and when you were fed, you literally had you were sitting on a dining room table, like six chairs or whatever, and then you'd have like six nurses, all watching you, which like you think wow. about it today, you, you think like you've got an eating disorder, you've got a massive unhealthy relationship with food, and you're being given food, and then you've got like twelve eyes on you, you think like. It was yeah, it, it, but but, but, but I'm think, sorry to laugh. It sounds it sounds comical that 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 was but, even a thing. But I think the thing is, like, as much as it was like people think it's toxic, like I needed I needed someone to take away the control because I was in control of everything, and it's almost yeah. like it's like the well, it's the Einstein's definition of insanity, isn't it? I, I, am I ever going to change if I'm constantly doing the things that I do? No. Because it's what I was doing got me into the point where I needed to be in an eating disorder unit. So it's like, yeah, we're going to take your control away from you. You're going to sit there. You're going to eat this. You're going to drink this. So uh, uh, that that was kind of like the building blocks for like my recovery. Because I think okay. I started to I started to eat more and actually see keep you <laughs> you had to sit at the table and then you weren't allowed to leave for about an hour and a half after eating because obviously when I'd normally eat I'd go to the toilet. Um, and obviously not not keep it down so mm-hmm. it was like doing doing that for like six months kind of probably kick-started my my brain like my okay. cognitive my co- cognitive function came back and yeah. I I saw myself for how I actually looked rather than what I thought I looked like um, and it was like as much as that was a good thing so it was like I'm now aware that I've got an eating disorder but but now I see how I look social anxiety anxiety like it's a vicious cycle man yeah it is it is and obviously like, i ended up like my my i think i've spoken about it on other podcasts like my my mum and dad my parents have been amazing like there is no handbook to 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 being a parent uh obviously i've got an older brother but there's no handbook for being a parent full stop and there isn't really a handbook to deal with your child that's got an eating disorder um like what happened there is no oh yeah do this do that and it'll be fine like it's not and I think how they handled it they kind of took good cop bad cop approach to 
to to to life like my mum was on me like a hawk and my dad was like whatever help you need i'll give it to you um and my dad managed to help through his contact of in his net in his network of 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 business um guys he managed to get me a job with a friend of his um working as a, a business development manager for a double glazing company and i think that was kind of having that routine having that structure and for the first time in probably nearly 10 years i had a purpose i had i had to be a, i had to be in work for like half eight and i had to stay there until half five and then it was just this like people relied on me like that guy relied on me he'd put his faith in me and it was like i, I better not screw up mm-hmm. but I can't, I can't screw up because it's not only is it it's this guy it reflects badly on my dad and my dad's my hero and it's like oh. i can't let i can't let my dad down yeah um so it was kind of like the, the getting back into work um and again it's that there's there's all the attributes that come with work like just being mentally focused mentally i didn't have that boredom mm-hmm. i didn't have that boredom of being at home um and almost like the the eating disorder is like it's like a like an angel and a devil on your shoulder that's probably the easiest way to put it and mm-hmm. then your, your eating disorder is literally a devil it's just like eat 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 and obviously like for so long the angel just disappeared and i was just living with this in my in my ear like all consuming and i think the moment you start putting them positive habits and that structure back into place you're kind of rebalancing the scales um okay. and obviously it gave me I say it gave me that purpose and then so i worked i didn't take a day off for a year and a half um, and they kind of forced me to have a week off and then it my brother I've got an older brother who went to Sheffield at, uh, went to uni in Sheffield Hall- at Sheffield Hallam and then mm-hmm. stayed up in Sheffield and now met his wife and he's obviously yeah, stayed up here so I went I took a week off and went up to see him and while I was up there he managed to get me an interview with his company as a construction buyer and they offered me a job up in oh, Sheffield wow. um and it, yeah as you do what a so, week off <laughs> yeah I, I, I felt i felt guilty as hell because like this guy my boss has made me take a week off and then i'm gonna leave um but it was like one of them i don't want to sound like like muggy or anything it was like one of them like epiphany yeah. like one of them one of them life moments where it was mm. just like this is such a big thing for me i have to try mm. like for so like my dad got me this job I'd moved out of my mum and dad's house, but I was living 10 minutes down the road from mum and dad. And mm. it was like, I'm 27. Like I need to grow a pair mm. and almost see how I can live in the real world on my own. Um, and so that's it was your, your, all of this is about your mindset, isn't it? That's what changed 100%. first. And, and the 100%. more you got that, that support and that sense of purpose and a reason to, to keep going, to not not let people down, not let your dad down, not let your dad's mate down. Yep. That helped helped you kind of come out of of that dark place that you were in. Yeah, and I think obviously when you, when you start having whether you whether you class it as like a, a growth mindset or it was just it was just a healthier mindset that I was mm. in. It was just, I like I I'd started to identify my own triggers, and it was probably like that first. I never realised what I was doing until until I was a lot better and then i learned about mindset and understanding like the psychology behind things like i was doing that before i even knew i was doing that it doesn't have to be to, to the extremes of like your mental health but even if you've got yourself into bad habits being able to take stock of where you're at and go that isn't right 
like that it that isn't something i normally do and that's become part of my routine what have i if you can identify that through your little i i say with my clients about having these self-reflection times mm. once or twice every like once every couple of weeks just to be like how is everything going what am i doing am i getting further towards my goal if not what are the reasons why yeah. and then trying to do like some self-analysis of, yeah, of your having life that, having that awareness right yeah. i mean it's so important and you know mental health it's a real topic of growing importance it's always been important but it's it's been talked about much much more and i think there needs to be more action in terms of you know there's lots of talk around awareness but i think action is really really key but that's a whole nother conversation you've incorporated it into your program haven't you this resilience program how do you approach the conversation of fitness and wellness and and mental health and and incorporating that into into your clients lives through the program i think obviously like i said it's like my 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 training program when people when i say to people that i'm like an online coach like that i I am an online coach but i think my 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 core values are slightly different to your generic like pt online coach like obviously where their main pillar is what am i going to what training plan am i going to put you on and what food am i going to get you to eat so obviously like my 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 most important pillar is your is your mindset and mental health so it's more to do with that like on that initial the initial like discovery call that i have with someone obviously we would have had back and forth messages and i would have identified like their pain points and why they would want to use me and they do want to use me and so when we jump on the call it's it's instead of just going like how long have you been training what do you want to achieve how how long how often can you train like that is literally the tip of the iceberg about things because they say like can you can you can you out train a bad diet probably not like if you if you eat well and you don't train well can you put on muscle or can you lose fat no it's going to take a long time but the, to me the most important thing is like how's your head like what's going on in within your head like because you're not going to want to train you're not going to want to eat you're not going to want to stick to anything that is hard if if there's stuff going on in your head yeah. that you're you don't feel right so it's, it's so about true you, yeah you say you say it to people and they're like yeah. i why has no one ever thought of that or yeah. like that, that's that's like that yeah that, i i get that so it's i'm not a therapist in any way i don't want to say that i'm not but it's almost like it is it is more of like the life coaching sort of side of things so it's it's identifying like what things are going on in their in their life away from the gym and away from food that that either make them them that they enjoy doing or that they're struggling with that they may need help with um and it's like it's why i mainly work with guys like i try and make the emphasis towards guys because although i've been told many times that an eating disorder is a woman's thing which that's um yeah that's not great but i can resonate with a lot of pain points with guys i can it's, it's easier for me because yeah. i am a guy it's obviously and, like, and you've been there you know you've yeah. got you've got lived personal experience yeah, and Which I think it's relatable to to, yeah. to men that come and work with you. So I, I understand yeah. that. Yeah, and it's obviously like I I for for so long I had this like imposter syndrome when I was like, how can I give people advice when I did nothing with my life for ten years? But then it's almost like that was when I first started a while back. Whereas obviously now I've I've helped so many people, and it's like that imposter syndrome's gone because it's like I'm not arrogant in any way. Like I'm I'm just confident in my ability to help people, and it's like I've used my ten years of crap. 10 years of like toxicity that's my that's my air of authority that i have over people like 
what why why should i come and work with you well my <laughs> and, it, and it's like and the thing is it's not even just the it's not they can't even say the, anything can they they can't say a thing it's, 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 it's not even the, it's not even the eat disorder though it's since it's since the eat disorder mm. it's like the things that have happened in my life since my eating disorder like i could i could read them off and it'd be like it's just this constant like that's why it has to be it had to be called the resilience program because mm. it's like i i coin a phrase that i probably can't say on here because it's just, there's a swear word in there but ultimately like life is never linear life is never just a constant if it would life would be bloody boring like mm. you and it, you have to you have to was it you have to you have to endure the rain to to, to have the rainbow like you know yeah, what i mean like you have to, yeah. to you there is you have to go through crap to enjoy the good times like and it's as cliche as it sounded it does make sense it's not but, cliche as someone that's that's been been through a lot of stuff recently and and you know navigated trauma and losing people very very close to you it, it completely changes your perspective and yeah and your mindset about life and it makes you absolutely when you have good times and you have those moments of joy when you've been through shit they feel completely different completely yeah. different so I, I get it yeah and i said and that, that's the sort of thing it is it's it's and then when you when you tell people like what you've been through and how you overcome it it's almost like wow like i they almost like, i want to i want i want you to be my coach i want you to invest in me like if you've mm -hmm. been able to get go through that and still do what you do now and and look like you do and have this like positivity it's like then like can you instill that in me it's like to the best of my ability i can yeah. as long as you're receptive to to what i'm teaching you so it's like yeah so it's obviously since since recovering from like the eating disorder i've been through uh cancer scare i had to have a lump removed in my neck um i've had three broken legs in eight months um obviously during the whole lockdown thing so despite becoming a PT in 2019, I did, I did it until December and then I didn't really work again for about a year and a half due to my, due to my leg breaks. Um, and obviously the, 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 the bits recently, which I'm going to be talking about a little bit more, but in terms of like health, my, my, my health, there's a, there's potentially an issue with my health, which I will be probably talking about once I am like fully, yeah. fully, fully diagnosed, but it's just like these things are, it's, it, I just, you have to stay positive but it's almost like it's just your it's just the way of life going i see you're doing all right let me just chuck a grenade in <laughs> just to see how you cope i know it's um my friend i was messaging one of my friends and we'd both been going through some stuff i said to him you know when you feel like you feel like everything's going all right and then life comes along and goes actually and he sent me this meme and it was um, someone was in in water and they're clearly draining. You just see this hand reaching out and when it goes to the next frame and someone else's hand appears, it goes to the next frame and they reach out to kind of grab their hand. But instead of helping them out, they just high five. Them. <laughs> that's like, yeah, that's quite good. Yeah. And it just kind of summed up. He sent it, man. I couldn't start laughing. It just summed up you know, life, <laughs> just throwing crap at you and going, yeah, you got this. I, I could help you, but I'm, I'm not going to, you know, you've got to figure this out on your own. And it sounds like you've, you've definitely done that. Yeah. I think, I think like, like you said, I think if you, if you go through something like, and you, and you're able to, like, I got, I got given a lot of support, like, and all the, I didn't always, I wasn't receptive to that support. I didn't listen to that support, but it was there 
had I been receptive to take action, I, I found it off my own back. Yeah. Um, and I think, like I said, that you you do see things differently. And I think it's this like however many adjectives or you, know, you want like it's like this mental like fortitude or or strength that you've got that you do see things differently and you process things differently. Like I, I bitch and moan and I'm a, I can be a right grumpy twat sometimes, but it's like, ultimately like there aren't many things I think that I, that I would, I would have to go through where I go, I can't get out of this. Mm. But I think like when you, when you've battled your own demons in your head, like that is, there's no, there's no external factors there. It's just obviously like your, your own mental health. And if you can take back charge of your mental health, there aren't many things that in terms of like a battle to get over. Um, and that's why, like, I think like I've, I've, obviously I'm now, like I got married this year and, but, but prior to that, I was, I was, I was on my own for three and a half years. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very, very comfortable on my own. I have this, it's almost like inner peace. Like um, I, I spent so long on my own because I was so unhappy on my own. And now I've learned to love myself that I don't, I don't need anybody. I do. I want my wife. I don't need, I don't need her. Like yeah. I'm not, but and I think it's like, it does change you. It does mm. change you as a person. Yeah. And I say like, and I think whether it's like my, my, my calling, cause I, I never really enjoyed any jobs that I had growing up. Um, I, I absolutely love what I do to be able to give someone like the tools to be able to gain back control of whatever their, if if there is trauma or if it's just the fact that they struggle to have this work-life balance um, and they feel that being able to add in uh, like the daily habits that we, that we instill. And I'll see that they have, I'll see the app, the app that I have now, it's like they'll, they'll wake up in the morning and they have their checklist of things to do. And it's like throughout the day, they just tick them off. And it's like, People don't realize oh, just what's the point. Oh, all right, I've done that. Tick that off. It's like you don't realize what it's doing to your head. Like you are instilling like so much confidence in yourself and self-esteem, and that that like you you stick to something for for that long, and it's like you constantly tick off these small tasks, and they become big wins over time, and you you build this resilience. And like I didn't realize that I've been doing that for so long, and it's like, well, if I'm doing that, what else can I do? And then you start to push, you push the boundaries. There's, there's so much correlation between the, the, it's not even much gym. It's just exercise. But it's like, if you set out on a, on a mission to achieve something, and that could be like putting on, putting on muscle, losing fat, like r- running or to be able to achieve a marathon. It's like you take, you give yourself enough time and you train and then it's daily. Like, you know, that everything you do daily is getting you further to that goal. That, you can apply that to anything in life. You can apply that to work. You can apply that to your relationships with your with your family, your social circle, um, like to like trying to forge new relationships. But I think the gym, you get the quickest wins within the gym. You you learn that framework quicker in the gym than you can because it's you. Like in in work, you sometimes have to rely on other people. Mm-hmm. Someone may need to leave a job for you to have that position. Like obviously relationships with other people there are external factors. You can't control how other people treat you. You can't control other how other people perceive what you tell them. But in the gym or in exercise, it's you. Like, it's only you. You are in competition with yourself. And I think what you learn about yourself, it gives you, I don't know, it just gives you so much, so much stuff that you can then apply to any area of your life. It's just, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, absolutely. And I think, yeah, and I think, I think people don't, people don't really understand it to, to that. Like, mm. you go to, you go to the gym, 
like to look good naked well there's an element to that everyone wants to be like self-confident in in themselves but obviously it's the it's the the, the mindset and the mental yeah. the mental side of things and the discipline think... as well and and i think that's why you, you you see so many people that are in business you see this discipline appear in other aspects of their life whether it's fitness or they've got a hobby or just something there's always something else within their life that they're super disciplined about um and it's that character trait that i think allows people that are business owners to to continue when when times are tough you know having that resilience and and, and being through that journey i think you're right i think I, i i read something the other day that it was basically about like like if you're if you're a successful businessman or you are like joe blogs like just like a normal person I and mean, they, they end up like ridic- ridiculing ridiculing the rich person because oh you've not had the problems that i've had you know you've not faced the, the difficulties i have had it's like we all face the same shit it's what goes on in there yeah. and how you tackle it that it's makes what you do with you it. Yeah. and it's yeah. like you you will find that most successful business people they don't have victim mentality no it's like, it's like right this has happened to me or this has happened in work how are we going to rectify it yeah how, how are we going to sort out it's not going to be like right well that's it we might as well <laughs> go home i'll shut up shop like it like you, you they don't have that yeah and obviously that, that's because of the habits and the discipline that they've instilled within themselves to get them to that point mm-hmm. where they face the exact same problems as everyone they do yeah. they just deal with it in a different way yeah it's so true they... well build, building a business is a journey right and you know we know it's never going to be a smooth one either. And, and clearly you've had many, many challenges that you've had to navigate. Um, I'm sure there'll be more and, and likewise, you know, navigating challenges, it's tricky. You really, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but were you always called the mental health PT or were you called something else before? You, you relaunched and rebranded, is that right? <laughs> Yeah, before it was just uh, it, obviously my my logo is the same, but I used to just be called like JJR, like PT Services, mm. um, because I didn't, I didn't, I I kind of had this feeling that if I if I if I spoke about my mental health all the time or I spoke about my eating disorder, it would kind of become dilute, and mm. people go, oh, I was just fucking banging on about his eating disorder again. <laughs> like I, I I never really. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't want to lose I was I just thought if I if I'm constantly talking about it but I think I was just I wasn't whether narrow-minded naive in in assuming that um and I think it wasn't until I, it was it was up it was up after the leg breaks obviously I spent 18 months of not doing a lot um recovering physically and mentally mm. um and financially and it wasn't until after the pandemic that obviously catching up with my mates my mates were struck like and obviously yeah, and that and that was just a snapshot of probably what the, the, the UK was like. Like all like my mates I like mate, you you went through stuff, didn't you? And you've been through stuff with your leg. Like I was and then it was just like a light bulb moment. Like okay. all my mates have, have, have struggled mentally. A lot of them struggled to get back into work. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of them chose to work from home for as long as they could because they couldn't deal with the social anxiety of like, how do I operate? How do I go back into work? And and like I can relate. I obviously I I've related to that. Obviously the anything to do with social anxiety, depression, obviously like my eating disorder, and then just uh, being able to fix your routine and fix your habits. Like I've lived that, I understand that. And I I know what people need to do. And it was kind of like this. Well, after the lockdown, it seemed like everyone became a PT. 
everyone had it on their on their Instagram bios. They were they were an online coach. It's like, how the fuck have you become qualified when we were in a pandemic? Like, I wasn't even allowed to go out of the house. Like, how have you become qualified? It was like, all, these, all these people are just like know, know all their stuff now, and you think like, you know, like, uh, yeah. So I just thought like, how am I gonna how am I gonna differentiate myself? And it was like, there was only ever going to be one thing. Like, I have to use. I ha- you have to use what you go through yeah. and I've my, my story is 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 pretty unique like mm. I, I still haven't come across a guy since 2019 that is in the fitness industry that openly talks about their eating disorder and I just mm. think if being able to to use that for the for the power of good that, that's kind of my my, my calling essentially mm. um and it's like I just feel that this is the it's taken way longer than I thought it would um like you said the I I never I was I went through the motions before of when I worked as, as a PT, I was just because people knew me, I didn't do any advertising. I just did it out the gym that I used to train in that everyone saw me like go from nine and a half stone to 15 stone in like 18 months. It was like, Oh, he knows what he's doing. Mm. I didn't have a clue. I didn't have a clue what I was doing, but it's like, I, I got my qualifications. It was like, Oh yeah, train me. Yeah. yeah, yeah all right. So I, I had like this bank of clients, but I, from, from relaunching like, was it nearly 18 months ago i i didn't have a clue Mm. and it it is it is it's so hard but it's so rewarding it's like i I think it's kind of a a life lesson within itself like anyone that watches this that's going through the same thing like i'm not going to say it gets better because i'm still probably much exactly where everybody else is and I'm, i'm 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 nowhere near where i want to be like 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 monetary wise like client client wise i want to i want to be more busy more busy more busy all the time mm. um but that that only comes with learning the systems and and becoming routine and disciplined and it's all a it's all a learning curve yeah it's all a learning curve um yeah just, so just how like are you is... finding building the brand how's it been over the past 18 months like what's been the thing the most unexpected thing that you've you've kind of learned from from launching the brand and starting to take it maybe a bit more seriously the biggest thing i've learned is is don't rely on other people okay i I know that may sound a bit like when i when i first started talking about what i was doing and people like oh you've got to talk to this people you got to talk to them and like i've i've done work i've done work for the nhs i've done work for like huddersfield uni and like you do the work and it's all well and good and it's like oh we're gonna we've got more work coming we've got more work coming and you're thinking like fucking I've only just started up and I'm working for like the NHS and that and then nothing no, it just dies a death like mm-hmm. you don't don't I, I used to take what people told me on blind faith and I'm that, and that's a big lesson unless you've got an invoice in front of you you've yeah. not got the work you've yeah. not got the work and it's like I wouldn't I naively like last Christmas spent nearly two months of like the whole of November December working on something that they were like oh no we're gonna go with someone else it's like, but, but you told me. It's like, yeah, we told you, but nothing. And it was just like, ultimately, I was the wrong. I was in the wrong. Like, the, I didn't like how they did it, but I was in the wrong because I, I just blindly took their word on things. Yeah. So it's like, you, you do like you, you grow, you grow through what you go through. Yeah. And it's just like a lot that. So that's that's pretty much been the biggest lesson. And I've, it's not that I'm like rude to people now, but it's like I, I have learned to. Like I, I had this idea in my head when I started that I was going to have the social media, so the the training guys, the, like the online coaching. I was going to have this side bit of working with charities and uh, like universities and mm. as, as a way of like 
educating, empowering. And it, it's like, I've just learned that I need to just focus on me. Mm. These opportunities will come around. And if they do, great. I'll happily like listen to you. But mm. I'm not I'm not actively searching for them in a minute because it's taken away from what I need to do to build my brand. Yeah. Um, and that was like, the, I'm still nowhere near, I'm aware of it now. So I'm far more, whereas before I was just like, oh, 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 opportunity, yeah. opportunity, yeah, opportunity. Yeah, yeah, like a and magpie. It, yeah, it wasn't. It was like, and, and even even up until like Friday, like I had a, I had a, um, I've got like a, a business mentor and he was saying about the same thing. Like he asked me to write out what I do in a week. And it was just like, mate, you're so busy. <laughs> Like whenever I wake up and like you're always you're, you're you're up at three and you're in Sheffield and you're you're training people early. It's like, what are you actually doing? Mm. Telling them my 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 routine and it was just like, stop doing that, stop doing that. Blinkers on, do this. And yeah. it was just like, I need that. I need I need that sometimes. You need yeah. that ex- external factor that has no no emotional attachment to what you do, rather than them going. If you want to build the online stuff. You need to be online. You don't need to be in a car driving, like, and and it is just like yeah. when you have someone else telling you, it's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, you get in, you get in the habit of doing it, and it's like yeah. oh, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, and it's like instead of going, actually, me doing that, it's not just about me being with that client for an hour. It takes me an hour to get there. It takes me an hour to come back. Like you're not charging your client for that, so it's just like yeah, if you're if you're if you're charging someone X amount for potentially three hours work is that worthwhile and it's like over a period of a month you've got 12 hours there that you could allot to something else that in turn will probably pay you far more than what you're trying that that client's charging you for one hour and it's that that I'm now learning yeah and you have got super focused because you have recently launched a new training app haven't you as well could you could you um tell us about that tell us about this app how did the how did it come about how we've how have you found the build and i know it's very in early stages but what kind of feedback have have you been getting from from your clients the app um like builders or the the company is called uh kahunas i only found out about them since working with my with my mentor um obviously they work with all all types of business owners but obviously they have quite a few online coaches so it's like Mm. oh have you ever considered having an app i was like yeah but that's like pipe dream stuff Mm. like that's that's like 10 year plan that i'd always i'd always i think since since, since i started out in in 2019 it was like i looked up to when i started doing it i i I was obsessed um not that he ever knows but james smith the obviously guys. I used to watch him when he was in Australia on his balcony when he used to have about 20 people on his live. And it was like, mate, I get you so much. Like everything you say, I resonate with like you're, you're factual, but you're funny. Mm. And it's like, I like, I loved it. And it was like, and then seeing him balloon and obviously then seeing his app and it's like, I, I want an app, Mm. but I'd love, I'd love to have an app. And I just, I never thought it would happen like this quick. Um, But yeah, so working, working with them, obviously it's like a, yeah, being able to, to produce, to, to, to put the resilience plan into into an app like I, I, before I was using uh, like Google Sheets which is which is great if your client doesn't want to track his their, their, their progress while they're in the gym because it's really yeah. fucking hard to be like stretching the phone out and like putting the it's like an Excel spreadsheet so like trying to do that in the gym when you're focused and you've got your headphones on it's just like yeah I, I, I used to tell people just just write it down just write write it down and, and copy it up later like if you've got if you're doing it on your laptop it's fine because it's it's professional and it's mm-hmm. clean and 
but no one's taking their laptop into the gym, are they? <laughs> exactly. Um, and, it, and you see, like I, I wanted, I wanted more. I wanted more, and it's like just everyone wants to naturally progress the their their systems and their and their their processes, and it's just like I. I, I took the opportunity to yeah to, to work with them and they they built it. It was like it was going to take X amount of time and it took a lot longer than than mm. I, than what they estimated and and what I thought. And it was like, oh, is it ever going to happen? Is it ever going to mm. happen? And last week, last week, it, it all went it all went live. So it's kind of obviously that's why I've ended up doing a, a little uh, giveaway on my or well, it's my biggest biggest giveaway that I've done. Um, just again, just to like I, it sounds that like I'm I'm so proud. Like I'm so proud of 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 how it looks, and obviously just the the resilience program in general. Like the, I would have loved it, not when I was at my worst because I wouldn't have used it, but when I was in that on the on the cusp of like knowing I had a problem and trying to seek help. Like that advice for me back then would have been like I think my mum and dad would have probably paid an absolute shit ton. Yeah. Um, and it's like I haven't just created this for, for for me. Obviously, I've created it for like for a number of different reasons, for a number of different pain points for guys. Um, but yeah, it's just essentially it's just like to have to have an app that you can you can you wake up, you log into, and it's just like you everything you need to be able to make you a better person is in there, and it's on you. Like I'm accountable for you. I'll check in with you. You've got me on, obviously you'll have my mobile. So it's like, you've got me on WhatsApp like 24 seven. And obviously we do like check-ins every week. Um, but the check-ins aren't just like, take photos of yourself. It's like, we do, we do like one, it's like week, week one and week one and three are like mental health check-ins. So like, I don't care about how you trade. I, I do care about how you trade too, but this is about how are you? Like how's work, how's family life, how's relationships going? Like, just how are you? How are you finding everything within mm. yourself? And then weeks two and four is the training. Like how are you getting on with the how are you getting on with the with the app with the training that you find it useful? Are there any exercises you don't like that we need to adjust? Like how are you getting on with the food? Are you do you feel like full enough throughout the day? Are you getting is your energy lagging? And obviously as part of the, the daily check-ins of me, there is a there's a there's like a like a scale of like one to ten like okay. hunger pain hunger pains and stuff so it's not just about well, i'll do the check-in every two weeks of them but every day i will mm. see how they're how they're getting on and it's just a way of like, they tell me how they're feeling i can see how they're doing daily so when we do jump in and do the check-ins like i've just got this perfect picture of how they're doing and i know like to give them to give them the 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 like the feedback that they that they need to be able to to, to hone like their their goals and everything is about getting them to their to their end goal so yeah wow sounds really cool I, I look forward to seeing cool. it it grow and and you know you said you're really proud of, of what you've created and what you've achieved and you should be you know you've like when I heard your story I was just like wow I can I can completely see why your program is called the resilience program because <laughs> <laughs> yeah um it's 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 an absolute understatement but what what i really love about you is your how authentic you are as well and you know people are always saying and i always say too that when you're building a brand that it should be authentic people can smell ball a mile away yeah. and that yeah. and that you should be transparent and, and true to yourself and that shines through um in your story as well is is a perfect example of that but what does authenticity and, and building an authentic brand really mean to you? 
Um, I, I think it goes back to something that my that my dad's instilled in me really since I was probably old enough to really understand what the words mean. But it was just it's it's acting with honesty and integrity. I think like I think I think those those are those are things that you can't you like you said you can't buy. Like you can have millions in the bank and you can spend an absolute shit ton of marketing and pay all these influence everything to invariably push a really wank product that doesn't doesn't deliver. But you can't. You either have authenticity or you have morals and integrity or you don't. It's you can't buy that. Um, and I think it's something that I've always I've always been like told, obviously, like having manners, like please and thank yous and and doing what you can to help other people. And I think like that I may have lost myself for, for 10 years, but it never went. It just obviously like the real me just was like laying dormant somewhere while I was battling my demons. But I think it's almost come back even more so because like we said earlier, it's like when you when you go through things that you are teetering on the edge of, even if you're going to survive or not, when you come out the other side, you, you appreciate everything more. And it's like, like you said, we all have crap days. We do. And that's just life. That's just normal. But it's more, how do you react to those shit days? Yeah. What is your, what's your coping mechanism? And more importantly, what's your action plan to be able to put yeah. like either right them wrongs or, or, or turn, turn them bad experiences into good. And I think yeah. like, I, I really appreciate the fact you say that I'm authentic and, and that I think that's, that's quite an important thing for me to come across. Cause I, I don't want to be like this, but there's a, the fitness industry hasn't got the best reputation. No, um, it doesn't. And, it doesn't. And it's, no. it frustrates me. I see it. I see it a lot. And sometimes I don't know, I don't know how to feel about it because in the same way that you're, you know, as, as a business owner, when I work with clients, I want to show their successes. I want to show their wins and each client's win is different. And often when you see those, okay, before and after pictures, that is a win in some respect, but it seems to be the focus and mm. and and that's the thing you know what is you can physically look great but what's going on in in that person's head and are they actually healthy on the inside i was at um, a, a day festival it's called reasons to be cheerful and there was a woman there whose name i've i've forgotten which is poor but i can't remember but she's not your typical athlete she does triathlons and marathons and she's super fit but she doesn't look like she is because she's a big girl yeah and she was saying that she's had a lot of backlash people going well you run marathons and and you do triathlons and how are you fit and she's like i am i'm super healthy i'm you know i eat well i'm just big and it's it's this mentality that because she doesn't look like your typical athlete that she's mm. not fit and that she needs needs to fix that, but she doesn't need to fix anything. Yeah, see, you, you don't. To me, you wouldn't even talk about it. You wouldn't even give them the time of day. You don't have to justify yourself because yeah. to me, like your your actions or your results prove who you are. You don't need yeah. to spout. You don't need to yeah tell people I am. It's like your your achievements would tell that yeah. for you. Yeah. So when I see yeah. these before and after, right? Because I follow some people. You know, health and wellness is something that I really care about, and and I yes. work with people in that space. So when I see those before and after, right, you know, I'm I'm kind of torn as to whether it's whether it's a good thing or not. Yeah, like I, I say, I I I I promote them. I think I think more of the fact that like it's 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 something visual for yeah. someone that may not know who you are, and it's like mm. you are 
it is a results-based business but yeah. i completely i completely get what you're saying it's like the before and after it isn't to, obviously to me it isn't the mental is more important than the physical and yeah. you can't you can't see the mental no uh, so i'm far more of the people that are comf- comfortable enough to do it i much prefer people saying to me can you give me a video testimonial yeah yeah that that that, that means more to me cause that's mm. more of a because that's like them then instead of just going oh look you look like that and he looks like this we yeah, well done yeah. it's like for them to actually go yes i've changed this is me now but but mentally yeah what what he's instilled in me yeah. is yeah it, I, I you can't you can't show that in a picture yeah um, i know so I think, and i and i, I get think... that that's the thing with the gym you know it's seen as a place for physical transformation right yeah but your story highlights its role as well in in the mental transformation and the journey to better mental and physical health you know it's it's not easy but what have you found then in not just helping yourself but helping clients overcome those obstacles to find the strength to keep going because a lot of people find it difficult to maintain that discipline to keep going to the, the gym you know to keep on you know how, how how have you done it and how do you help your clients do it how I do it is it's very different to how I do it with my with my clients. Obviously, okay. with me, with me, it's very difficult because people. I've had. I think I've. I've done. I've done like posts about this where people go like, "How are you? How are you so disciplined? How do you turn up every day?" And it's like, I. I love your motivation. It's like I'm not motivated. I am just incredibly disciplined. Like, yeah. I. I come at this from a completely different point from other people. Like they do it. I train people that want to lose fat more than gain muscle okay it's obviously like with me i do this to keep it's more the mental side i guess i have i have a good physique it's just the fact that i i i will probably work out more more often not every not every day but more more often than not for the last eight years consistently Mm. um it's more the mental side i see i see the gym as my it's a cross between therapy and my safety blanket yeah um but i i know that if i if I go to the gym like four times a week and I play football once a week, it really doesn't matter what I eat. Like I could, I potentially could have a really shit diet and I probably would still look all right. But I don't. Obviously, I have my, I have like my my eighty twenty rule. But mm. I think my, re- my my reasons for turning up every day are different to other people's. And I don't actively encourage my clients to go to the gym every day. Mm. But there's, there's there's one one client of mine that I I would literally like. I don't, if you carry on going every day, I don't, I'm not going to train you anymore. It, it, beca- it, no, it, it became like, it, it, he became obsessed. Okay. Got uh, you. It was just like, mate, you're, this is, it's, this is too much. I want you to take a step back. Um, yeah. And it was obviously like, we end up having to, I proper had to like open up to him about everything that I went through. And it was okay. like, I would not want you to start going down that route in a different form mm. just by going to the gym every day. Like we, mm. And we end up finding him another hobby to do. Okay. It was like, yes, you can go to the gym four days a week, but on the other days, do this instead. Yeah. But I'm far more comfortable with you doing, learning a new hobby, like starting a new hobby that is, it can be active, but it's not in the gym because mm. too much of, too much of anything is bad. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. It's um, like getting that and, balance, isn't it? hundred yeah, percent. So. And obviously that's the, that's the fourth pillar of, of the resilience program is, is the lifestyle. It's, it's that work. It's just, the, it's the work-life balance, but it's also like you said, the, there has to be work like being active it doesn't have to be in the gym i train people that don't always go to the gym it's just okay. more of of like 
just being active, walking the dog, getting the steps in, mm. um, just just doing that. But then it's also about having that balance of spending time with your family, socialising, like, and then hobbies, whatever that is. Like, yeah, it's just about making sure that you're constantly doing all these things, that everything is in alignment. Nothing is too much out of kilter. So you are you are balanced throughout all aspects of your life. And it's like, if you're balanced, then, like you said, you've got this, like, nice like homeostasis in your life where work isn't too much and it's like you know if work's too much you have your coping mechanisms to fall back on and that could be the gym could be walking the dog you could just put your headphones on and chill out at home you could run yourself a nice hot bath and just forget about the world that sounds nice (laughs) and it's just like but there's 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 a million different things you can do and it's like when you break them down into segments it's like just pick one from there, pick one from there, pick one from there, like list out everything that you enjoy doing in your life. And they say, obviously no one enjoys work, but well, I do, but most people I don't. do. I love yeah. work. It's like, it's like <laughs> work is, work is always that constant pillar. Yeah. And then you've got like your activity side of things, pick something. Oh, like my old, my old PT said I should cycle on the bike for an hour every day. Do you enjoy going on the bike? No, I fucking hate it. Don't yeah. fucking do it then. Like do the things that you like doing. What do you like doing? I like going on the rubber and I like going on the treadmill. There you go half an hour on the rower, half an hour on the treadmill and you are and you're fucking winning there you go you're going to stick to that far more than it's like just pick the things that you're happy to do that you can mm. foreseeably see yourself doing to potentially three or four times a week for the next 10 years like mm. don't do shit you don't want to do because you yeah. won't do it yeah. like you'll stick to, you'll stick to it for four months then you'll then you'll bugger it off and then you'll realize and you go oh, i'm a failure it's like you're not you were just trying to do things you don't want to do yeah. like it's not it's not rocket science no. it's not um it, it's just like you, you say it to people it's like well like it sounds so easy it's like it, it's not i'm just explaining it because i know what it's like you don't, yeah. don't i'm not i'm not going to tell you to do do you like doing like deadlifts in the gym no mm. all right we'll do something else then yeah. I, I i hate doing that but i love doing that we'll do the thing you love then yeah, like, it's, yeah. But I'll, I'll, I'll take that out and i'll put that in there we go like <laughs> it's just like it's just like just just pick the things that you're yeah. happy doing like yeah. it's, it's, absolutely it's, it's, i couldn't yeah. agree more that's why you know when it's chucking it down and it's cold and there's a hockey game on Saturday, like I go because I love playing hockey. If yeah. if I had to go out for a run, I'd be like, no way. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't it's like a... running, so like I, I I totally get it. You've got to you've got to pick the things that you actually enjoy doing because then yeah. it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like a chore. Yeah. Um, but so looking ahead then. What are your aspirations then for the future of your brand and and also the training app? Are there any upcoming um, programs or developments? What can what can we look forward to? It's about growing growing what I've currently got at the minute. Um, mm. So it's obviously like the the, the client base, um, and then ultimately when I've got a certain amount of clients, I want to create. Um, I don't know what platform to do it on, but create a community whereby everyone, everyone that uses that app then has access to like a community where you can all bounce ideas off everyone. And mm-hmm. um, I, that that's the, that's the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have uh, like an eight week mental health online course okay. that is, is ready to go. Um, which again, it's more of an educational thing rather than there are, there is homework to do after each after each one, um, but it's understanding all the elements of mental health that you sh- that to me you should be aware of. So it's mm-hmm. it's understanding what what mental health is, what me- what mental health means to you, and then obviously you've got your mindset, 
you've got your, your, your exercise, your nutrition, um, the relationship with your social circle, and then the relationship with yourself. So it's like there's there's, a, there's an intro video, and then there's like seven pillars. They're like 15 minute videos, and it's just teaching you things that you may not be aware of that you should be aware of mm-hmm. in regards to like the social circle one is a, is a mass is a really is a really important one to me. It's like if you've got I'll use the analogy of a campfire like you you're sitting around a campfire and you've got all your friends around you and all your family around you um, and the fire is your goal that's whatever you want to achieve in life the campfire is your goal and it's like are your friends putting logs on that fire stoking it keeping it going making it larger or are they pissing on it and if they're pissing on it then you have you really have two options in life you can edit or eliminate you can take a step back from these people keep them at arm's reach don't tell them exactly what you're doing in regards to your life goals because they may be at a point where they are envious of you jealous Mm, of you that you've mm. taken that you've taken seemingly a risk that they are not willing to do so they feel jealous and they want to try and almost see you foul Mm. because they don't have it in them to do it themselves or it may be that family from a generational type of thing see it that you should be your nine to five office worker so to be doing things online, like what? What's yeah. that's not? Oh, no. go, get, go get yourself a real job. Yeah. Like again, it's not on them. It's just a generational thing. But then obviously, ultimately, if you have friends that seemingly want to see you foul, then you eliminate them. You yeah. you, you eliminate them from your so from important. your social circle. So important. So um, important. And and have yeah. been there, and it's it's not easy. And sometimes but, when you're when you're in it, you don't see it. Not at you all. Don't see it, and and it's like when you start to progress and things change and you have different, different goals and different aspirations, you change as a person. And sometimes people get uncomfortable with that because they, they're comfortable with the person that, that they, that they know they're comfortable kind of keeping you where, where you are. I love that. I love that analogy as well. That's already ready to go. Mm. Um, Obviously I'm just, I'm sitting on that in a minute. I think it'd be, it'd be more beneficial to me to wait with that while I build my, my app. Yeah. Obviously then I, then I can have, uh, I can do more competitions and stuff to give people access to. I like, I always love giving, 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 giving stuff back to people. Mm-hmm. Obviously like they've, they've enabled me to, to do what I'm doing now. So it's only fair that you get, well, it's another, it's another way of marketing, isn't it? I want to give people value to yeah. see what I can give them a month for free, see what I can do because I know what I can do can yeah. potentially like help change people's lives. So yeah. Okay. So before we wrap up then, James, I want to ask you one more question. Or oh, is this the uh, is this the one? Is this the is this the biggie? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't I don't think it's that much of no. a biggie. I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. If you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be? For the person that never gave up. I think it'd be that. I think it'd be yeah. the fact that like life life always chucks you shit. And I think mm. you just you you you've got to keep going. He's the guy that went through all the stuff, but he still managed to have X amount of whatever in business and, and had a happy family life and Mm. had, yeah, I think, yeah, it'd be that just to, to not, to not, he never gave up. You're already doing it. You already are. So I I think that's, yeah. What, what a testament. I'm going to leave it there. I think that's a nice place to stop. Thank you so much for, for talking to us today, for sharing your story, your journey. I'm excited about about the future and the resilience program and the app. Just wish you lots and lots of success. 
thank you very much. I say we'll definitely, definitely stay in touch. Thank you for listening to Build Better Brands. I am so grateful to have you tuning into the show and I'd love to thank you personally. So wherever you are in the world, remember to tag at Danielle Clark Creative in your social media posts and stories. Let us know when you're listening. We want to know what you've enjoyed about the show and give you a shout out. And if you would like to help more people like you discover the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. It's going to help us rank higher and reach more listeners. It's also a great way for us to help you with the problems your brand might be facing. Suggest a topic in your review and we might feature it and you in one of our episodes. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.